we hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. How are we doing, church? Isn't that good? We've got a little bit of time. It's good. Oh, bless the kids. It's like, what, how are you doing? We, we, yeah, we, we got them settled. Now you bring them back in again. You're stirring things up. I, I believe it's important to celebrate the next generation. And uh, just through ways of just different discussion and conversation of how we can, uh, you know, we celebrate our kids. And they're not, as Stacey was saying, they're not a separate part of the life of the church. And, uh, and so every series now we're going to celebrate uh, them going, doing that series and, and we're going to welcome them onto the stage and, and uh, we just connect with them and bless them and pray with them. And because uh, we believe in the next generation, amen. And we believe in our generation as well, amen. Very good. Let's pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would come minister into our heart and into our spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and speak to us and connect with us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in our hearts and in our lives, that, Lord, the power of God Almighty, would know, we would know who he, who he is and how He lives in us. I pray, Lord, this morning that you would open up our hearts to believe for even greater. I pray, Lord, that we could, something would be stirred in our spirit this morning, Lord, to, to go again, to believe again. And so, Lord, I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, for the power of your Holy Spirit, right here, right now, we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 If I can just have those front of house lights down a little bit, that would be great. I won't be squinting at you. My eyes are a little bit sore. Don't, you don't need to have sympathy. But I was working under the house. And there's just a, who knows that under the house there's a whole lot of mess. There's a whole lot of dust. And, uh, but who knows, it's fun crawling around in mud. Well, there wasn't mud, it was just dirt. No one's excited. I was looking for that excited person who I was going to con into coming to my house next week to help me under the house. But anyway, it's all good. How are we doing, church? We well? Man, there's so many things to celebrate right now. You know, even last weekend, uh, uh, we celebrated 75 years of the church, Apostolic Church, being in Dunedin. And uh, we had a great celebration, and uh, lots of history was, was seen and recorded. And uh, it's just God is moving. And I'm so passionate about seeing what God is wanting to do in the future. I, I love and I honor the past, but I'm about the now and the future. Uh, we learn from the past, we take testimony from the past, but we run into the future. There's something in us this morning, I pray, that would rise up in your spirit. I, I pray this morning that if you go out of this place feeling uh, down, feeling out, then we haven't done a great job of pointing you to Jesus. I pray this morning that you will know who Jesus is, and even more than that, you will know who Jesus is in you through the Holy Spirit. If you're, if you're here this morning, you're struggling in an area, you're in the right place because I know someone who loves you. I know someone who's for you. I know someone who can help you and will give you peace in your situation. And that is Jesus Christ. And so wherever you're at in your Christian walk this morning, whatever you're believing for in, in life this morning, you're in a great place because 
I, I just know Jesus wants to meet with you. I, I know Jesus wants to encourage you this morning. I know the Holy Spirit wants to stir something in your heart this morning. And we, we, I, I'm excited about it. And so uh, I pray that, that the Lord just ministers and that we'll receive the Lord this morning. Here's, I don't know about you, but have you ever felt inadequate for a certain type of role or a certain type of job? Maybe uh, there's, been, there's been times in your life where you've been asked to do something. You're like, what? I, I can't do that. And we, we have this response was like, I can't do that. I'm unable to do that. Has, has anyone felt like that? So show me your hands for a little bit this morning. Uh, and, and so I, I just think it's something that we've got to push into and push against this morning. Inadequacy is something that the devil uses to rob us of our destination. He uses it to rob us of, of pushing in and believing and holding on to certain prophetic words, certain areas of our life. I remember, I totally remember this, um, Desiree and I remember this, when we were sitting in, in London in the office uh, with Pastor Bruce. He's just come back for sabbatical and I thought he'd been on sabbatical for a long time and he'd, he'd missed the Holy Spirit. But, and, but he said, hey, uh, we think you guys should go and plant um, and pastor a church and master them. I'm like, have you, sure been, have you been reading your Bible while you're on holiday? Uh, have you, you, I'm looking around the room going, who else is supposed to be in this meeting? Oh, you, there's only two. There's only Desiree and I here, and uh, he's like, and we're like blown away, and 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 there's this inadequacy that flowed through me, and uh, not so. Oh, I don't know how much it flowed through Desiree, but there was this. Oh, what the heck? What? What? How am I gonna? What? I was like, I get. I've I've got three messages. All right, I've got the first three weeks done. What am I going to do for the rest of it? There's 52 weeks in the year, God. I've only got three messages. How am I going to get past this? We are definitely not doing night services straight away. Imagine that. I'd be done in the first week and a half. And there's this inadequacy that, that gets on you and you're like, how am I going to do this? And how, how I'm like, a lot of the time in our, our Christian walk, we, we, we get challenged with something and God says to you, hey, I believe you can do this. Maybe you receive a prophetic word and you're like, this guy's smoking a little bit of that strange stuff. You're like, this guy can't be, that's, that's not for real. And, and we, when we doubt ourselves and we, we, we hold ourselves back, and why? Because the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. We know these scriptures well. But I believe this morning that God wants to stir your heart uh, and push back against inadequacy. And really the, the, one of the main areas that I want to just touch on, and not all of you will feel this way, but some of you will feel this way. But when it comes to prayer, sometimes you feel real inadequate. How do I pray? What do I pray? What am I, is there special words? I'm, I'm talking to the Lord here. I need to pray, oh, Father in heaven. Hallowed be your, your, thy, your, was it your, your, thy, your name, thy name. What, are, what translation am I reading this through right now? That's right, your kingdom come on earth as it is, as it is, or is it as, or what in, somewhere in heaven. And, and we've got to pray these prayers. 
And we, 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 sometimes we have this inadequacy on our spirit which says, man, I've got to pray these nice articulate prayers. And, and this is where Jesus, I love what Jesus says in, in, the, um, in the Sermon on the Mount when he's teaching about prayer. He says, don't worry about it. It's not what about, you don't need to stand on the corner and say these articulate prayers like the Pharisees do. He says, all you need to do is just go into your room, say what you need to say, trust God, and let him do the rest. I love the thought that when Jesus came to talk about that and talk about prayer in our lives, it was prayer and fasting. He, he says, you know, all you need to do is just be you and your prayer and fasting. And so in the next three weeks, as we lead into our, into our prayer and fasting week, I want to stir your hearts to believe. I, I, I want all inadequacy out, 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 the, out, out the window. I, I'm praying that, that God is just going to come and stir your heart to believe for more. Otherwise, one of the things with inadequacy is we, or, or we, we like even slightly moves into perfection. Where, where we have to go, I need to be perfect to be able to do this role. There's no one perfect to do the role. But then Jesus has made you perfect to do the role. See, in our head we're not perfect, but in our heart and our spirit we are perfect. Let me say that again. In our head we're, we're, we're not perfect, but in our heart and our spirit we are perfect. Why? Let me share this first scripture with you. And even Pastor Desiree uh, mentioned it in her exhortation this morning. In Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 2, it says this, So there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So there's no condemnation. I want to get this out this morning. If I'm, if I'm passionate about something this morning, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So, so stop feeling that you're an unworthy sinner. Stop feeling that you're, a, you're not good enough to, to be called a child of God. Stop feeling like this because you're not listening to the Word of God. Now, calm down, Will. We can love the people, encourage the people. Yes, I am, Lord, but I'm tired of condemnation, robbing people. I'm tired of people not stepping into the call of God because they feel like they have to be perfect or they feel like they have to be this, they're inadequate to do the role that God's called them to do. You're adequate this morning. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ Jesus this morning, He's taken all our sin. He's taken the power of sin, everything away. As far as the East is, yes, from the West, it's far. Try measuring that. Good luck. Anyone tried to measure from the east to the west? You can't do it. I want to say this morning, we're adequate in God's eyes to believe and to pray and to pray. Over these next three weeks, uh, it's a mini-series. Uh, I've just called it a mini-series because it's only a three-week, not a four-week and uh, I'm just really wanting to preach and teach into prayer because if there's anything that, that stirs God's heart is to hear the desire and the passion of His people for the land that they live in. And this morning, I want you to, I'm believing that God is going to stir our heart in prayer. And so the first thing I have to get off my chest is there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus this morning. Doesn't matter if you're struggling in an area. 
Maybe you've been struggling uh, with alcohol or you've been struggling with drugs or you've been struggling with whatever. I, I, I believe you can break through that, but it do, it does, it's not going to disqualify you from the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Oh, we're pushing some stuff this morning. Maybe you've been struggling with thoughts and struggling with this. Hey, yeah, we've got we, we to go to Jesus with it. But it doesn't disqualify you from the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. It doesn't disqualify you from your spirit connecting and believing for the very people and the places that God has placed you into. I love prayer. And it's something that I'm challenging myself in to pray more just because I want to pray more, not because I need to or have to pray more. Because a lot of the times preachers will preach, you've got to pray. You've got to pray. And suddenly you're feeling, okay, I thought I was praying. I pray this morning there's just a desire to pray more. Not, not that I have to pray more, but there's just something in your spirit that says, you know what, I am going to pray more. Uh, there's something, I, I'm going I'm to declare Jesus over my world. I'm going to believe for breakthrough in my world. Prayer is awesome because pr- there's so many promises attached to prayer. So many promises. We know one very well in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. What's the promise? Here's the promises that He will heal our land. Yeah. Well, he will heal our land. Who wants to see people saved in their land? Yeah. Here's the thing. Who wants to see you blessed? Who wants to see you prosper? Yeah. I pray you do because it says that He'll heal our land. God wants the best for us. And I'm believing for salvation through this great city of Dunedin. But it's kind of, it will come down to prayer. Because he says that if we pray, he will heal our land. And so I pray this morning, something stirs in your spirit about prayer. I pray that there's, there's, there's a promise that you can hold on to. Uh, in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, we preached on this a, a few months ago. But I love it again is what's the promise here? The promise is peace. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Is that it? Did I only give you that? But it goes on and it says for, um, for when we, well, I'm paraphrasing now. But when we pray, the, the, the peace of God will be given to us. When we, and we, when, when we pray, God just not only hears our voice, not only that, but the Holy Spirit comes and settles in our heart and in our spirit. That's why a lot of times on a Sunday morning, whenever we say, hey, would anyone like us to pray with you? Whether you're believing for a great miracle, or whether you just want someone to stand with you. Always one of my prayers when I'm praying for someone is, Lord, right now I'm declaring peace in this situation. I'm declaring a breakthrough, but I'm declaring peace in this situation, Lord, because that's what your spirit says. That's what your word says. You says you're going to bring spirit. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Peace. Who wants to live in peace? Oh, i got three kids. I want to live in peace. I can live in peace and they can be noisy. Because sometimes we have this wrong view of what peace looks like. Oh, I love it. I mean, my, my kids yesterday, I posted a couple of photos up on social media. But man, for four hours, 
It's amazing what a piece of insulation can entertain kids. And a trampoline, but they, I had this insulation and they were rolling around in it and making themselves, you know, the Michelin man and all, all sorts of things. And they're jumping, making slides. And I was like, the, the backyard was more insulated than under the house. I was like, I wish you guys could help put this stuff in. They could have. They fitted under the house a whole lot easier than me anyway. But... uh they were jumping around and jumping, doing flips and all sorts of things. And, and I've got no idea why I'm telling you this piece. That's right. I've forgotten. <laughs> it's like, but it was noisy. I mean, Oliver's run out of teeth in the front of his face because he keeps hurting himself so much. He smacked himself again with his knee and another tooth almost came out. <laughs> ah! uh, thank you, Lord, that there are any baby teeth. But we can have peace even though there's chaos around us. I want to I I'm, I share in, in this morning about, about prayer and take, take us to a point where uh, that maybe you've been disappointed because a lot of the time we, we stop praying. We stop praying from disappointment. We stop praying from distraction. And sometimes we, we even get to a point of where we're desperate in our prayer. Sometimes we'll only go to a point where we start praying because we've run out of every other option. But I pray this morning we'd go first to prayer. I pray this morning that God will do something. Maybe you have been disappointed. Well, I want to steal your heart to pray again. Maybe you've prayed. I've prayed for many years. I've prayed for many years. Keep praying. Just keep praying. Keep believing for that breakthrough. Maybe you've even had a disappointment where someone's passed away. You've been believing for something. Some, something hasn't come through. But that's where I pray the peace of God will come and rest on your heart and rest on your spirit this morning. Maybe we're not praying because there is distractions. I've got to get stuff organised. I don't know about <laughs> a lot of the time at, at my house and, and if I'm sitting down to even write a message or something, I, I, I find that I can clean everything up first. Any, anyone else out there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, even, even, you know, the, the, the glasses in the glasses cabinet have to be ordered. <laughs> we'll, I'll find something to do rather than pray. Lots, lots of distractions. You know, even Mary and Martha, we, we know that story. And, and Martha was doing the dishes. I, I guess that's how she was doing the dishes. <laughs> she was a left-hander. And, uh, and, uh, but, but, and she gets upset, but Jesus says, you know, Mary is Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus had, had, was what it was about. There's nothing wrong. The jobs have got to get done. But the, sitting at the feet of Jesus is what it's about as well. I think a lot of the time we approach prayer with an inadequate heart or an inadequate spirit, we think, oh, how am I going to do this? How do I pray? How do I believe? I want to say this morning that you're adequate to pray. You're, you're adequate. Even in your distractions, even in your disappointment, even when you're desperate, we're adequate to pray. We're adequate to believe. You know, when we pray with our spirit, faith is stirred up. Faith is stirred up. And that's really where I want to teach and lead into this morning is when we pray with our spirit, 
our faith is stirred up. A lot of the times we'll be praying with our head and with our heart. I want to I want to declare this morning that when we engage our spirit with the spirit of God, that that uh, that, that faith is stirred up, faith is believed. There's nothing wrong with head prayers and with heart prayers, but I believe that God placed this message in my heart to say, you know, let's let's engage our spirit, man. Let's engage our, our spirit to pray uh, and believe for God to move. When we pray with our spirit, faith is stirred up, and so I've got a number of scriptures that I, I want to go through and then I've got an example at the end that, that, that I want to share. And so let's, let's, let's talk about when we pray with our spirit. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 7, a well-known passage of scripture. We have heard the scripture a whole lot. We've heard it and it's amazing. No, it's coming. 1 Timothy chapter 1 Verse 7 says this, For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. What did I say? Second. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. He's not given us a what? A spirit. God's given us a spirit. We often, we think of the Scripture about what He's given us, not fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But He's talking about our spirit. He's not talking about our head. He's not talking about our heart. He's talking about our spirit this morning. We have a spirit. We're we're human beings, but we're spiritual. And this is where I want to stir us this morning about engaging our spirit when we pray. Uh, We are 75 years of the Apostolic Church in Dunedin. We are a Pentecostal church. Anyone else excited about being Pentecostal? If you're not excited about being Pentecostal, you hopefully will be by the end of this message. But it's about engaging our spirit with God. There's gifts of the spirits, which we'll get onto in a, in a little bit. But it's not just about uh, engaging our head and our heart. But when our, when we pray, we're we're praying. We're praying against the spirit. We're praying with the Holy Spirit. And 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 I want to encourage you. See, so God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Again, He's just acknowledging that we've given us. He's given us a spirit. Um, let's let's move on. Um, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. These are the words of Jesus. And before He goes to heaven, are we, are we just having issues? Do I need to read these out? Oh, no, we're good. All right. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What does it say? It says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, one of the things I've learned and I've stirred up, and I know the faith that I have in it, and the love and the and the and the, the just the blessing of God is that I, I, I those three messages that I had have lasted ten years. Some of you are just saying, "Yeah, I know. I've heard you. That heard those three messages now a hundred times." <laughs> But there was faith. Now I've got faith that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to me exactly what we need for exactly the right time. 
and I've got faith in it. But why? But it's the Spirit of God working in me. And I want to stir up the Spirit of God working in you this morning. That it's not just about your head. It's not just about your heart being able to have everything organised. But it's about our spirit connecting with the Spirit of God. And so, again, oh, I just want to, Jesus is saying, you will receive power. Amen. See, a, a lot of us are walking around a battle zone with a knife when we've got a bazooka sitting in our backpack. And we think, anyone, know what, anyone don't know what a bazooka is? <laughs> it's a cool toy that blows up stuff anyway. But we, sometimes we, we come... We come in with our in our in our ability, but we forget about the the power of God that is in our life. And so again, Jesus says, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit is given to you, comes upon you." So let's go to Romans chapter eight, verse eleven. It says this: "The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead." lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. It's amazing to comprehend that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. He lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. God said, let there be light. Phenomenal sound. Uh, effects right there. And that power that created the world lives in you. Lives in you. Think about that just, just for a moment. It lives in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. Not just your head, not just your heart, but the Spirit of God. The power of God lives in you. He lives in you. We can do a whole lot in our own ability. We can do a whole lot with the gifts and the graces that God's given us. But what could we do with the Spirit of God living in us? And when we pray and we the Spirit of God engage our spirit with the Spirit of God, what could happen? Jesus says, I haven't written it down, but when he talks about if you ask in the name, in my name, you can move mountains. Uh, I've since done some research on that. And I mean, I thought it would be pretty cool to see a mountain move, but it's talking about kingdoms. I mean, imagine that though, a mountain moving. I'm like, oh, anyway. I'm like, you'd have to be sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi to see that anyway. But, uh, no, when, when Jesus says, you pray in my name, you'll see mountains move. He's talking about kingdoms. You'll see kingdoms fall. You'll see kingdoms move. If there's something that we could get into our, our spirit for the city, because we're talking about the city, we're talking about seeing a city saved. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we will see kingdoms move. There's kingdoms over Dunedin, over New Zealand, that we were believing to see moved. And let's have the faith and the, and, the, and the know that Jesus loves us. He's in us and we can pray and he will see kingdoms move. Uh, again, these are very common scriptures, but I want to stir our heart. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we've got to speed up. 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Again, I want to stir a heart for a, that it's our spirit engagement. We're, when we're praying, we're praying against these unseen rulers and authorities. When we're praying, we're, we're praying in our spirit to say, you know what, God, I'm believing for this, this disease to be broken off. Uh, I'm going out there right now. I believe every illness, every disease is, is demonic. It's spiritual. And some people are like, what? Yeah, I do. Because it's not of God. It's got to be something else. And so when we pray, I pray in the Spirit. I pray, Lord, I break off the spirit of infirmity right now. I break off this demonic power right now. Epilepsy is demonic. It's in the Bible. I've read it in the Bible. The spirit of epilepsy is demonic. So uh, we've been praying for people who have epilepsy. Why? Because it's not it's something that we break in the spirit. I believe depression, it's demonic. There is some physical and chemical stuff attached to it, but I believe that's a, a, um, a uh, byproduct of the attack that that person has come under. I believe we can break these things in the spirit of God, in the spirit of God. We're not fighting, uh, fighting against our thoughts and our emotions. We're fighting against principalities and powers. We're going deeper this morning. We're, going, we're, we're, we're stirring our heart and stirring our spirit this morning. Next one, it goes on. It's, oh, and again, in Ephesians 6 verse 18, after we've put on the whole armour of God, it says this, Pray in the Spirit at all times. And on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I need you to pray for me and I'm praying for you. And so let's be alert. It says pray at all time. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, this is the promise that Jesus says. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Uh, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. I don't know if you've been in church a little while, especially in our church, and if you've never heard what the gift of tongues is, uh, you probably would have. Uh, you know, even in the prayer meeting, a lot of people like we, the gift of tongues comes out, and 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 we and we pray and we speak in the, our heavenly language. This is because the Spirit of God has released this gift in our life. And in in First Corinthians, it goes on, um, verses one. Sorry, chapter one, verse fourteen. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks in a word of prophecy strengthens their entire church. And so just rewinding and slowing down a little bit, when the power of God comes upon you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, 99% of the time the gifts of, the, of speaking in tongues is released into your heart, into your spirit. And the, spirit of God, the gift of speaking in tongues is there to what? Personally edify you personally edify you. I love this gift. I love it. 
I've learned to use it, and, and I'm still learning to use it, but whenever I'm going to any situation, I'm always stirring myself up. I'm speaking in my heavenly language. Whatever meeting I'm going into, whatever, whatever Sunday I'm going in, into, whatever vision night I'm going into, whatever, in the mornings I wake up and in the shower I pray and I, I speak in tongues because I'm getting ready for the day. And, and, uh, and, not, you know, and so I want to, we are, we are human, but we're spiritual. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, this morning I want us to connect our heart and connect our spirit to the Holy Spirit. When we pray, it's about our, our spirit connecting with God. Maybe you haven't received the gift of speaking in tongues. At the end of the service, we're going to be praying. And if you'd like someone to pray with you, uh, they can pray with you. You don't have to be prayed for to receive the gift of tongues. You could be at home in your bedroom praying and the gifts of tongues could be released on, uh, on, in your life. But maybe you would like someone to pray with you. That's fine as well. But why? Because we want to stir up our spirit. We are spiritual people. Um, and in Zechariah uh, verse four, we again this is another common passage of scripture. It says, "Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit." Well, then, oh, this is what the Lord says to, rubble, to the rubber ball: "It's not by force, nor by strength, but by my spirit," says the Lord of heaven's army. See, it's about our spirit connecting. So about our spirit connecting. Even though Ryan's knee right now is, is, is naturally sore and recovering from an operation, the healing through the Spirit is what heals his leg. Not our natural prayer. It's our healing that we were praying with, the power of the Holy Spirit. Because remember, in creation, the Spirit of God moved and created. See, the Spirit of God can create. Create new cartilage, new ligaments, new things. Like I've heard many testimonies where someone's had a back operation and they've had their spine fused with surgical metal. And then people have prayed for their back to be healed. And they get healed and then they go and have an x-ray and all the metal's gone and they've got a perfect spine. Because that's the Spirit of God working. That's phenomenal testimonies right there. Uh, but that's the Spirit of God working God wants to use us and use you and connect your spirit and believing when you're praying. If the music team can jump up, that'd be great. So we're spirit. We've been given a spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in us. I pray that that's received this morning. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Holy Spirit lives in you. But now there's a, there's a co-laboring when we connect our spirit with the Spirit of God to believe for breakthrough. But I want to take a minute to, to stir that co-laboring up again because distraction disappointment and even to a place of despair we start relying on ourself we start relying on our own abilities and we, we come to God with an if 
Here's the thing. God will take your if. God will take your if. God will take your perhaps. Now, David and his armor bearer. I can't remember this scripture, but they are going to go up against the enemy. But they say, perhaps the Lord will give us a victory today. They were joining their hearts. They were joining their spirit with God. Perhaps, God, you're going to do something. Perhaps, Lord, today you're going to do something. Maybe, maybe you've been disappointed. Maybe you've had a loved one die. Maybe you've had someone get ill and sick. Maybe you've been believing for something and it just hasn't happened. But is there something that we could join our heart with, join our spirit with the Spirit of God with again to say, Lord, I'm going to choose to believe again. I'm going to choose to to pray again. I'm going to join my spirit with your Holy Spirit and believe for breakthrough in this area. I'm going to believe to hold on to the truth. I'm going to believe to hold on to the promises. Your promises say you're going to heal our land. Your promise says that you'll give me peace in this situation. Your promise says this. Your promise says that. As a church, let's be a church that believes in the promises of God with a yes and an amen in our spirit because our spirit is attached to the Holy Spirit. The the power of God lives in you. It lives in you. When you pray, you're moving in the power of God. The spirit of uh, the gifts of speaking in tongues. Desire the gifts, it says. Desire the gifts. Maybe you think, oh, this is a little bit weird. No, it's not weird. It's spiritual. It's holy spiritual. It's biblical spiritual. And I found that when we tap in to the spiritual, God moves way more than we can ever do in our natural. Spiritual. Spiritual. I, I, love, and I love the story of David and Goliath. Who likes David and Goliath? It's definitely going to be the one of the things I watch in the Rewind History movie theater in heaven. I'm going to go and watch that one. But I want to read some, just a few scriptures before we have to finish. Thanks, team. First Samuel chapter 17. It says this, So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. And he arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelites and the Philistine forces stood facing each other, uh, army against army. I've, I've always been amazed at that passage of Scripture. Because the Israelites, right? This is... I won't say that because I was going to say it's a bit like the lions turning up next week, but there's some lions supporters here, so we'll pray for you later. And not everything's about rugby. But it's a bit like, you know, Israelites are walking out. Woo! Yeah! We're going to have a good day. Come on, Lord! It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Because it says this. It says they're walking out with shouts. Where is it? And battle cries. Anyone got a battle cry? Any, any Samoans? Choo-hoo! There's a battle cry. 
There's something. We're walking out. Come on. Today's the day. Woo! Team New Zealand. Emirates Team New Zealand. 2-0 up. Come on. Let's build New Zealand's hope again and crash it down. No, 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 no. We've given up that four-year-ago experience. Maybe we need to give up some of those experiences four years ago. But we come out with battle cries. Come on. We've got this. We're going we're gonna to see God do something amazing. And then it goes on to, to 51 to 52. I had to just, I can't read the whole story. 1 Samuel 51, 52. Then David ran over, pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed over the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all over the land and the road from Shebleh. Let's... 52, I want you to read that with me. It says, then the men of Israel. Then the men of Israel. I want you to... This is just a, a thought of how my brain works. See, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 17 to 20, uh, sorry, 20 to 25, it says this, the Israelites walked out. The Israelites, I'm like thinking about this, I'm like, the Israelites. But they were called the men of Israel. After the battle, I'm like, you know, sometimes, and and I know there's been some shout promo go on right now, and we've got Glenn Berto coming to shout. And he talks about Christianity light. Sometimes we, if we're honest, are a little bit like the Israelites. They're a little bit light on what was in them because they'd go out with the battle cries, Woohoo, yeah, you Lord, let's go. But it says when Goliath came out every day, they would turn and run. This is everyone who's walking out. Come on, God, let's do something. It's going to be awesome today. Woo-hoo-hoo, chicken-licking. Sorry, I don't know why I just said that. And, and, and something comes against you and we're like, oh, we're out of here. Here's the key. First Samuel. Chapter 17, verse 45. David replied to the Philistine, this is to Goliath, you come at me with head and heart, with sword and spear and javelin, but I come at you in the name of the Lord of the heaven's armies, the God of Israel, the God of the, God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. See, David knew who he was with. David knew what was in his spirit. 
David didn't just go out going, I'm not going to come at you with a javelin. I'm not going to come out with you in the natural. I'm going to come at you with what's in my spirit. And we're going to believe a victory in this. And see, see, I, I believe today God wants to stir your spirit to say, dream again. Pray again. Believe again. There's someone's here this morning who's going to be able to shake off that disappointment. Someone's here this morning who's going to say, you know what? I'm going to pray again. To believe again. Well, I'm unable to do this. No, you can do it because why? The Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. He lives in you just as much as He lives in me. He lives in Elijah just as much as He lives in you. Elijah, I'm going to preach about it tonight. Fire from heaven. Called rain, spotted a rain, prayed a rain cloud. and He lives in you. Could we pray again? Could you believe again? Could you go again to believe that your prayers move kingdoms? Your prayers move mountains. Your prayers bring healing. Your prayers bring peace. It says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 23, it says, as soon as he started praying, heaven moved. It's not just reserved for Daniel. It's reserved for all of us. As soon as we pray, heaven moves. Heaven moves. Amen. Amen. Why don't we jump to our feet? Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equippuschurch.com.